The reason people aren't financially free is they don't know what to do and they don't know where to start. I want you to join Joey and I at the Virtual Inner Circle Live April the 4th through the 6th as we share with you the exact answers to those questions. We only do this event one time per year. I don't want you to miss out. Go to westwatwallstreet.com forward slash live and enter promo code podcast. When you're at this event, you're going to get your investor DNA. You're going to get access to up to six different passive income strategies. So you know, leaving this event, exactly what to do, taking our decades of knowledge so that you can start becoming financially free. Go to wealthwhitewallstreet.com forward slash live and enter the promo code podcast. Russ, today's topic brings me back to a very fond memory of the Avalon. You remember the Avalon, right? We're not referring to the card game when you're trying to deceive people. We're talking about the cars that people over the age of 85 drive, correct? A Toyota Avalon. A car that was near and dear to my heart that you constantly made fun of me for. Well, no, let's just be clear. Everybody made fun of you. <laughs> like, there's no reason a 35-year-old male should be driving a car that an 80-year-old female typically drives. Look, I was flattening the curve here, okay? I was, I was bringing the age, the average age of Avalon drivers down significantly. It's a rich man, I mean, excuse me, it's a poor man's Lexus. That's what everybody said. The thing drove like a dream. Is that what the, the, the car salesman told you? <laughs> He's he, like, man. He got me. He got me. He was ripping that car out of the, 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 the grasp of some old lady on a walker who was right behind you to get it when you drove that thing <laughs> off the lot, wasn't he? And he was selling that to you. Like, look. Well, hey, regardless, regardless, the Avalon was an awesome car, but it was even more awesome because of today's topic. I bought that car with a policy loan. But very, I, I want to say it was the first policy loan I took outside of paying for my giving. Okay. So how, how did that make you feel whenever you were able to, you know, buy a car for geriatrics with your, with your cash value, your hard earned money? I mean, it, it was awesome. And, but the, the key of it was I paid that loan back in like nine months. And if you think, if you'd compared that to other vehicle purchases that I'd made in the past, you know, I would try to pay off a car loan faster, but there was never a five or six year loan period that I paid off in nine months, not before doing infinite banking. Well, why, why was that different? Whenever you were doing infinite banking, why did you accelerate that repayment? Well, I mean, we actually talk about this a little bit in today's episode, so I don't want to give it fully away. But for me, being in a high commission job, I had some really big months. And I had all this extra cash and having the policy loan gave me the confidence to just shove that cash in against that policy loan. It's because I knew I could get it back. So, I mean, rather than making the 300 and something dollar payment or whatever it was that I would have on like a normal installment period, I was paying thousands of dollars back every month because I had it. It was extra. And I needed somewhere to put it. So it just gave me a natural place to do it. And I paid it off in record time. But you know what? I, I guarantee you that the bank was not surprised that you paid that. That but when you bought that car, you know, it's typical for Avalon's to be paid back quickly. You, you Usually because the person dies nine months after they purchase it. But in your situation, you, you're able to pay off that loan from just being excited to have a place for cash. That's right. But, but here's the other thing, the other lesson I learned. And I, you might remember this. I don't know if you do. 
But I remember coming back to you shortly thereafter and being like, hey, um, can I get another policy? Because obviously my system was too small. And it I was, was excited to see you again. It wasn't big enough. You know, I, it needed to be enhanced because once I knew I had this kind of cash flow coming in, I had to put it somewhere. It was nowhere else for it to go. I had to expand. And I think that that's something that we can take away from this uh, experience as well. Well, I'm, I'm always excited to, to know that I was able to help you in that, that moment. And I'm excited for you to hear this podcast episode as we talk about uh, why should I uh, plan to pay off my policy loan quicker or is there a way to think about that differently? And you'll get to hear all our coaches' answers. So let's belly up. Welcome to the Wealth Without Wall Street podcast, your guide to understanding how to get out of the Wall Street rat race and start your own mailbox money lifestyle. Now, don't let these handsome Southern draws fool you. These financial minds are teaching our country to enhance savings, increase cash flow, and create passive income, all without the help of Wall Street. Are you ready to break through? Now here are your hosts, Russ Morgan and Joey Murray. Welcome to the IBC Roundtable. I'm your host, Russ, the idea guy, Morgan. I'm sitting here with the best coaches in the infinite banking community. Every single week, we get to go deeper and deeper into your favorite subject, the infinite banking concept. To my right is the Italian stallion. He's got the license plate to prove it. Mr. Joey Mue. What's up, Joey? Hey, hey. Happy to be here. Joey, how, uh, how's, your, how's your butt hurt? From that butt whooping I gave you on Monday. See, it's impossible for you to whoop my butt when we're literally on a scramble team. Like we're <laughs> literally playing on the same team. Like Ernie, get you over it. Ernie, man. you know how competitive I am. I got to. So I've seen it before. Yeah. <laughs> it might be a team sport, but it's competition among the team. Well, let, let's just say he was like seriously trying to sabotage me. I'm like trying to line up a putt. <laughs> I go to take a step back to get a better feel of the green and, and then about break an ankle because he's rolled a ball right behind my, my, my foot. <laughs> I mean, got to get you when I can. Come on now. All right. Well, let's, let's move around the table. We got downtown Ernie Brown. How are you today, man? I am good, but a little, you know, jealous. I didn't get to play with you guys. Oh, I know. They did open up four spots for us this time. Gave us two. Only two. I'd, I would like to think that I was the first out. Then that's right. You were, okay, you were definitely the first out. And if, if we had a second out, I think it would be the man between two bamboos, our resident pilot, Mr. Mark Carguchi. How are you, Mark? Pretty good. Pretty good. We are about to hit 76 degrees today and they're saying 80 at some point during the week. So fingers crossed. Let's let summer arrive. That's right. There's the pilot's report on the weather. I like it. <laughs> Clear air. Warming up when you're There's arriving in, in, in Vancouver, Washington. I love it. And the man with the million-dollar smile, the person we love to affectionately call Mr. Incredible, J.D. Hill. What's up, J.D.? How are you? I am uh, I'm doing very well, thank you. I, I made the comment earlier to Mark. I said, if I were doing any better, I'd be twins. But I don't actually know what that means. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I heard it said once, and so I wanted to, to repeat it. Uh, so I'm going to say it again. If I were, if I were doing any better, I'd be twins. Mm, it's an oldie, but a goodie. Yes, there it is. 
Well, great, grateful to have you guys on with us today as we cover a subject matter of why would I pay back my insurance policy loan quicker? That's the subject at hand. So quicker it, than what? I, well, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Some are quick. Some take a little bit longer. Are we still I, in a competition here quicker than Joey? Like, what are we talking about? Well, if it's quicker than you posting in our community, I would hope it is faster than that. Mm. But all right, initial initial take. JD, you want to jump in there? Yeah, I'd, I'd love to. Um, I don't know. When, when, when I first thought about this, my first thought was because I can, right? I've, I've got capital to do it. And so I, I've, I've got the money, so I'm just going to pay it back because, because I can. That was the, the, the first initial thought I think that came to mind for me. How about you, Ern? Why would I pay back my loan quicker than planned? My first thought would be just well done on having a plan. Sounds like you're running well in this infinite banking concept. So just, just props to you for, for having plans to pay back your loans. I like it. Mark. I'm going to go with, uh, why wouldn't I, uh, the, for me, the, the sooner I can pay back a policy loan, the sooner those dollars are freed up again to be redeployed. Like that. Joseph. Well, I'm going with Mark on that because at the end of the day, the terms of the loan when it comes to an insurance policy loan are dictated by you. You get to make those terms. So if you're paying it back faster, really, really what I think it boils down to is thinking in light of a line of credit versus an installment loan. And I think we've all historically had installment loans of some sort, a car loan, student loan, whatever it is. Somebody dictated those terms to us on a certain amount per month over a certain time. And so we kind of think in light of that, but when we think about a policy loan, it is more like a line of credit that as JD said, and as Mark said, the faster I get that money back into my control. So that's what I, that's my first thought. I want to go a little bit of a different angle on this and, Shocking, by the way, that you would go different than us. <laughs> well, I just, I've kind of gotten to that point where I'm not looking to pay off debts, right? So I don't, I don't, I think about it more of how am I using this dollar to create a passive income stream? And thankfully, some of the ones that we've chosen lately have started to kick back more income than I need. I, I don't need the money. And so if I've got more money coming in from these cash flows, I have no better place to put it than a policy loan at that point in time, because I know the ease of access, which I know we're going to get into a little bit uh, in a little bit about how that works. But to me, I think about like, I'm going to pay it back because I got more money coming back to me than I got places for it to go. And that's like one of the easiest places initially I can park the cash. Well, and where else would you put that cash if it didn't go there? All uh, right. It's always going to be that comparison makes it very easy yeah, I could think of plenty of water toys down at the at the lake that could <laughs> consume that that money really fast, mm. right? Or Amazon purchases. Easy, easy. Come on now, break on. All right, so let's let's for a person listening to this for the first time who just happened to stumble upon our show is like, "Wealth Without Wall Street." What's that? And they're listening to this episode, and they're saying, "Okay, you guys are talking about insurance. What is that?" And what would you be paying back on an insurance policy? I mean, you can't pay back a death benefit, can you? I mean, that's what an insurance policy is, is it protects you in the event of death. So Ernie, would you mind kind of going to like maybe just a really like third grade level of what a policy loan really is 
So that way we can kind of talk about as we're repaying these things, how does it actually impact someone? Yeah. A, so the infinite banking concept involves us using a whole life insurance policy, which we pay premiums into for the purpose of creating cash value. When we create cash value, we're able to borrow against that cash value mm. from the general fund of the insurance company. So when we take a policy loan, the insurance company sends us cash and puts a lien against the cash value in our insurance policies. And when we use those loans, we have the ability then to repay those loans. So we're paying back the insurance company. And so really what a policy loan is inside of a whole life insurance policy is really access or a prepayment of the death benefit. Wait a second, prepayment of the death benefit. How can you be prepaid for death? Well, I always think of uh, what, what was that? What was the commercials? The, the Jeopardy guy who just passed away? Like Alex, Alex Trebek. Alex Trebek. Thank you. I just remember growing up always, he was representing some insurance company specifically targeted to older people. Life settlements. Yeah. What, oh, was it life settlements? Yeah. Oh, okay. I was, I just remember growing up before, right? I knew about this infinite banking concept, him always talking about the ability to borrow against cash value. And I just thought that was interesting. And that to me, when I think about back to my childhood, just helps me think about, oh, there's something going on in these insurance policies past just the death benefit. Yeah. So if you're, you're keeping score at home, if you had a million dollar death benefit and you took a $50,000 loan, and you died the next day, you would have $950,000 paid out to the beneficiary. So when we take a, a loan against our life insurance policy, which you guys kind of, I think, more cleanly described it as a line of credit, because the way our heads work, we can think about the insurance policy always at work, right? So when we take a, a, a loan against a line of credit, it doesn't impact the asset holding it, but also we understand when we repay it, typically how that works, right? So as I make a loan repayment or payment back on my line of credit, it just increases that death benefit by that amount, but also increases my access to cash. Let me jump in here and say this too. The, the reason that it's so critical, we understand that the insurance company is willing to do this. It's not a magical like hidden loophole that, you know, Russ Morgan uncovered 12 years ago and decided like, Hey, this is how we're going to get, get, get back at the insurance company. No, the insurance company is fully aware of this and they are actually really excited about it. This is a fully collateralized loan in the sense that their liability to you is that death benefit. That's their biggest nut to crack, so to speak, that they have to have coverage for. And so if you're asking for any prepayment of that ahead of time, that just reduces the amount that they have to have as a liability and they know where to get it. You know, like the money is, is not in some collateral that they don't know anything about. So anyways, I feel like that's a super important part of infinite banking is understanding these insurance companies are excited to do this. In fact, you're in the first right of refusal, so to speak, to have access to this money. So JD, go a little deeper into this. Cause I think kind of when we're thinking of a loan in our head, especially as it relates to finance, typically we think of loans in the negative construct, right? Like this yeah. is a negative to me. I want to avoid loans. 
So when you're looking at this and you're coaching clients, how do you walk them through that to understand how this works to their benefit, not and to their detriment? I mean, I, that's a good, great question. I know for me, when I first started learning about IBC, this was a massive hang up for me personally. Just just the the word loan in general was, you know, growing up something that, you know, you, you have an aversion to, right? You're taught debt is bad. Don't borrow money. Uh, loans are bad. Pay them off as quickly as possible. And, um, you know, so I, I think that was just the word itself was a hard thing to, to get my arms around. And for me, when I think of originally, when I thought about repaying a loan, I thought about a lot of what Joey had mentioned before as like an installment loan. So if I apply an extra thousand dollars, let's say towards my car payment, I can't get that payment back, right? Like that money is then sunk into the, the, the total repayment of the loan, but that money is not mine. Like I don't, I can't do anything unless I essentially sell the vehicle and hopefully I'm not upside down. But with a line of credit, it's, it's entirely different, right? The moment that I make a dollar repayment, I have access to that cash again right away. And, and, and so I think the, the idea of understanding that I'm not necessarily repaying a loan, I mean, I am, but what I'm doing is I'm putting the money exactly what I would have done ordinarily is that I would have ordinarily put it into my checking account. And if I put a dollar back in my checking account, I can spend that dollar right away again, correct? Mm-hmm. So it's the exact same function. I'm just putting it back inside basically the insurance policy where I can turn around and use it right away again as well. It just happens to be called a loan, right? Which is, which is what gives us all these privileges and value in, in um, abilities to be able to, to leverage against the death benefit uh, like, like you were just talking about. Okay. I've heard enough about infinite banking. I'm pretty sure it's a fit for me and my family, Russ. How do I get started? Let's take that pretty sure and make it darn sure. The reason you do that is that you get clarity, Joe. You need to get on a 15-minute call with one of our coaches at wealthwellstreet.com forward slash free call. Then you'll know where you're starting from and where you're headed, and only then can you implement the infinite banking process. All right, so go to wealthwellstreet.com forward slash free call to get that 15-minute conversation, gain clarity. But now let's jump back into today's episode. Go a little deeper on that, JD. Um, when you're paying back a policy loan or against this line of credit we're talking about, is it some portion of that having to go to interest? Yeah, wow, great question. So yes, the, the insurance company is, they're, they're uh, definitely in business for profit, right? Uh, I'm also in business for profit. And so they do charge an interest rate to give you access to that capital. Now, what's interesting, though, about the interest rate is it's, it's charged uh, essentially on uh, a daily rate, right? So as long as I'm carrying a balance, I'm being charged interest for the total value of that balance. But what's fascinating about these loans is when I make a repayment, that's going directly back to principal first, right? It's reducing the overall balance that I'm now carrying which then by default means the interest that they're charging me is now less because I made a principal repayment. So two really neat things happen in that situation. Not only did I make a quote repayment, I regained access to that dollar again, so it didn't go away, but now I'm being charged interest on a lower balance, which means the interest is actually less than I'm, I'm having to pay. Can, can, let me add a practical to this, okay? 
I, and I don't know if it, there's anybody else listening that was in the same boat that I was, but I was in a high commission job and, but it was wild swings in my income. Be like, Hey, this month and that and last month were awesome. And, and the next month I got nothing on the books. Like I can't see any, <laughs> any closings happening. And what do I do? Right? So when those months came that I had all these, this extra cash, that I didn't need to meet my monthly expenses. I was always wondering, should I pay that extra money on this car loan or on my mortgage or on fill in the blank? But there was always this hesitant hesitancy inside because I knew as soon as I made that extra payment, it one, didn't reduce my monthly payment on that debt at all. And two, I had lost access to it. So what if, <laughs> three months from now, I needed that thousand dollars back. Can't get it. I got to go apply for, <laughs> to get my money back. And I think just that really small difference, um, in how your money goes directly to principal on a policy loan is a game changer because it just takes that question mark out of your brain. And it, 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 it basically gives you better habits because now if I just shove money back into that policy loan, it is out of my checking account, uh, which is, uh, as Mark would say, a clean kill for any and all dollars that could have been spent on Amazon or other various sundry items. And it is now there for me to use for another investment or whatever. So anyway, that's just a, a practical story that I just remember that difference uh, vividly. Mark, what would you say? What, what, how, how would you compare uh, you know, this type of loan to, for instance, maybe a car loan or something. I would do exactly with, with JD's um, thought there of if I own five grand on a car and I have a $5,000 life insurance policy loan outstanding. If I come into a thousand dollar windfall, um, tax season is here now. A lot of people are getting quote refunds. Um, unless your tax person is on board and they're razoring it down to the margin. But if you, let's just use that example, you get a thousand dollar refund or a windfall, regardless of where it came from. Well, you have two choices. You can put the thousand bucks against your car loan, or you can put the thousand bucks against your life insurance policy uh, loan balance. The thousand bucks goes into the car, you drive, you, you go to work that day, you blow all four tires and rip the transmission. Guess how much that repair is going to cost you in my example? Thousand bucks. You cannot go to your lender, in my case, Nissan, and say, hey, you know that thousand bucks I gave you guys last week um, could really use that back so I can fix the truck. And they're saying, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll bet you could use it. <laughs> I'm not going to get it. <laughs> However, on the flip side, if I had taken that thousand dollars and reduced my outstanding balance, I can go in and reaccess and pull those dollars back out. Um, I really view this as a line of credit. The easiest correlation for me, because I had experience, was a home equity line of credit. Mm. And it was just churning the dollars. As soon as I could get, at that time, my paycheck in, I pushed it in to immediately lower that home equity line of credit balance. And then as bills would come due, you know, I pushed all my bills to be paid as late as possible in the month. So I could get that little slice of difference. If I could have it sitting in there for 10 days and get 10 days less interest charged. Um, I mean, I'm a pilot. If any of you out there know pilots, we are, um, 
There's many terms that could be used. I prefer frugal. Uh, Anal. A- <laughs> so any way that we can find a way to, to you know, pick the penny and make it bleed or pull the penny apart and make copper wire, you know, that's what we do. So. <laughs> oh, so good. What about you, Ernie? Uh, any thoughts on that? Yeah, well, I'd say just in the past couple of weeks, this is conversation that's that's usually always had when I'm meeting with people. And I know for these other guys, as well as we're talking about the benefits of the infinite banking concept, one thing that has become clear to me, just talking about these policy loans over and over and over is really when we're borrowing capital against our insurance policies, this is the best possible loan environment you can exist in because of those unstructured loan terms. Mm. You get to dictate payment or no payment, when payment and what payment. You get to determine that. And then secondly, because of that simple interest environment, every dollar that I put back towards the loan balance is applied to the principal, which means it pays down the loan balance, less interest is accruing, and I have access to all that. That's the best possible environment, but really what trumps all of that is really where is the cash going? If we're paying down an installment loan, that's cash that we're sending away from us. But what Mark is saying is that when I pay down an insurance policy loan, that's cash that I'm putting then back, keeping in my control. That's a beautiful thing. So if you are making policy loan repayments, again, just congratulations on having a plan. If you've got extra cash sitting in bank accounts, you come across a windfall, chunking that into the policy loan repayment that's that would be a great win for you, most likely. All right, Stallion. Is it possible when that someone could pay back their policy loan too quickly? And if so, like what thoughts come to mind when you think about that? So too quickly means that um, you got way too much cash flow. That's in my in my opinion. If I take a loan and I can immediately repay it or really, really quickly, that means my system is too small, right? I, I, I don't have enough um, inventory, if you will, in the grocery store. I need to add another gondola. I'm using Nelsonisms like crazy right now. I'm just going, going buck wild. With need it. more aisles. Yeah. Give me another gondola because I have filled this one to the brim and I've got inventory backing up in the in the drop zone or whatever they call that back there in the back the warehouse the warehouse there you go so you're so giving the that, a run for its money with the stallion super center exactly exactly <laughs> but but reality i i did a video on um you know can premium equal income and or how to make your premium equal income and when you start operating in a way like we're talking about using this as a line of credit and you start to repay those lo- those loans so much quickly so so quickly you actually start to see the need you'll actually proven to yourself i need to expand my system you don't need a salesperson telling you you need another policy you need to be the one in control that says hey i have way too few uh, spots to put cash that's my take all right jd you want to clean that up at all? What you have another another way to say that? You think about if if someone was repaying their their policy loan too quickly, is there any kind of gotcha? Any like 
just moments of wisdom or experience that you've had while, while coaching people through this process for a long time now that maybe would help someone avoid that same mistake? Yeah. So we, we have a cleanup on aisle three. <laughs> Is that right? Clean up on aisle three. Exactly. Um, yeah, the, the hundred unicorn sprayed as possible <laughs> and has, has kind of been scattered. If you yeah. Will. If, if I think sometimes we oftentimes, um, sometimes we oftentimes, uh, cut that out, please. Uh, I think at times we may look at this and try to over sensationalize it sometimes, meaning I've had people come to me and say, Hey, you know, if, if, if I've got, if I need cash right away, right, it, it, it may not make sense to just put it in to take it right back out. Or, um, you know, if like, as if, as if, if I put the money into the policy, it somehow magically creates more money or, 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 or more something. Right. And so for example, to, to Joey's point, if your system is too small and say, I've got, you know, $50,000 in cash value, but I've also got $30,000 sitting in the bank and you're about to make an expense or, or make an investment of 20 or 30 grand. You know, people have asked me, well, should I borrow the 30,000 out of my policy and then just put my cash right back in? Right. And, and I think a lot of times that's like we, and I've, I've done that, right. I've even made them step like, well, wait a minute, let me process that for a minute. You know what I mean? And it's, it's when we think that somehow by doing that, it's going to magically create something different and it, it, and it doesn't. Um, and so I, I think if, if we just understand our cash flows in that, if, if I'm in a position where I'm paying things back too quickly, my system is too small. Like I, I do need to create another system that would allow me to be able to put these excess cash flows into so that I'm using it properly, uh, and not trying to, you know, magically make something happen that, that, you know, isn't actually happening. No, I think that's a good point. And as we wrap this up, if you're not already in our inner circle, you have a seven day free trial that you can take advantage of. If you go to wealthwellwallstreet.com forward slash inner circle, because in what we're getting ready to do is actually go through deeper discussion on this and, and be able to like take examples and look at them. And I think that that's the part where some of this is hard to visualize when we're just talking about it conceptually versus actually looking at the numbers, but you're right that there's, really systematic ways we can think about how could we actually pay back more. There's lots of ways we share those on the podcast before, but I'll recap. If, if you're right now making quarterly tax payments, a lot of times, what do we do with that cash for those two or three months before we actually send the check off? Where does that money go, Joey? Sitting in a bank account. Sits in a checking account. So if I had a loan outstanding against my life insurance policy, for anything, whether it was an investment or for an expense, could I and should I take that excess cash and just make a loan repayment? Absolutely. Park it right back in there. Do I get to save the interest that the insurance company would have uh, charged me for those days that it would have been outstanding? Absolutely. Can I get access to it again to be able to write the check to pay the quarterly taxes? 100%. Now, it doesn't make the quarterly tax payment any better, but what it did, it just saved me a little money. If I'm investing in real estate and I'm saving money for future maintenance expenses, maybe future expected uh, vacancies, all the things that we know as we're running a business, we better be creating reserves. Instead of putting those dollars in a checking account, could I make those as a loan repayment? Absolutely. It, these are just simple ideas. And, and we have lots of these things in our life. Sometimes we save for future cars. Sometimes we save for uh, Christmas presents that we're going to have. Sometimes we save, 
you know, for the money you're going to owe me after a golf visit or something. I mean, whatever it is, there's ways that we're saving money. And if we have an opportunity to put that money in as a form of a loan repayment, let's do it. And we can plan for then how that will impact our overall system. And as you said, Joey, sometimes we need to have a bigger system because our, our cash flows coming back to the system are greater than what it can hold. And, and that's why we call it a system because the system is multiple things at work at one time. Well, as always, we appreciate you listening to this podcast. We hope that you'll join us in the inner circle as we go deeper into this subject into others. Um, and for the rest of you, have an amazing day. This has been the Wealth Without Wall Street podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the show to break free of the Wall Street mindset and begin building wealth on your own terms in places you understand so that your wealth will never run dry. See you next episode.